Welcome to the third installment of Caribbean Consumer Culture. I'm Genevieve, and today we have with us... Annika. Today we got to visit our very first Martinique Mall, which is really awesome because we haven't gotten to see something that honestly kind of resembles what we have back in America. It was really cool. Um, there were, of course, some differences. Uh, for one, the people speak French. Crazy how that <laughs> works. Um, but also, like, there were a lot of, like, shops that you would probably see, like, in America. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, in the middle of, like, the walkway, is that what we're going to call it? Um, there were, like, those smaller shops, like, we also have in America. But they were different um, because a lot of them had more like traditional style clothing like really bright colors um there's a lot of artisan stuff as opposed to like um some guy peddling phone cases (laughs) you know it was it was a lot of handmade uh, jewelry um soaps and perfumes spices Uh, and clothing clothing, artwork um there was this really cool um little shop that was selling like watercolor paints and like I did buy some artwork because it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool to see um, all of that. Um, Genevieve, you commented how surprised you were that the grocery store was connected to the mall. Yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting concept. Um, you know, in the US, it seems like we're definitely moving, you know, more towards online shopping for clothing and shoes. And things like that and you know more towards just having a Walmart or a Target or something where you can get your food um you know get your quick little things but you're moving you're moving farther away from you know big clothing stores and things like that so it was interesting to see that they put the supermarket you know the quote-unquote Walmart in the mall because I, I think that would be a really good move. You know, people always talk about how millennials and Gen Z, are, you know, they're killing malls and they're killing the, um, you know, the clothing clothing store retail industry by online shopping. And I think that if you put the grocery store in the, um, in the mall, you would get more business. I know for one, I would spend way more money at a mall if it was on my way to go get groceries. It's all about location and convenience, and if I need to pick up clothes for one event or another, it would be a lot more convenient to do so on the way to getting groceries and things like that. So it is an interesting concept, and I think it also brought more local shopping to the um, the artisan um, retailers that Annika was talking about because yeah. they got more local attention and they weren't just confined to the um, touristy areas yeah. of town. I think it's really important to not underestimate um, window shopping and how effective it is mm-hmm. because seeing something while you're walking by, like, I don't know, I can't resist it. So, like, I ended up buying a lot more than I planned to <laughs> today because of that. So, it is, it's really cool to see how it's similar but also, like, very different than what we have back home. Right. And I do think that, um, you know, when you go to Walmart, you always end up buying way more than you came for because it's there and you see it and 
you like it, and so you grab it. And I think this is really effective. On a much larger scale, you walk right by it. I definitely noticed that the grocery store was strategically placed in the farthest back reach of the mall. You have to walk by everything before you go in there. <laughs> you know, it's very strategic, and I can see where it would be very effective in keeping those other shops in business. episode we touched on advertisement and talked a little bit about how you don't see the roadways um, cluttered with billboards and stuff like that but since we've been here longer we've noticed more advertisements and Mm -hmm. we have seen a lot of really interesting things regarding advertisement on the island yeah especially like so when you go into the mall obviously there's going to be a lot more advertising because there's a lot more shops there's a lot of shopping to do there and one thing that was pointed out to me by uh, Sophie actually is that a ton of these advertisements to get people to buy certain items they have white people on them which I just thought was like strange because like I get having like universal signage for like big companies like I don't know some fancy brands I don't want to like throw names out like well you know like Gucci, Versace like all those fancy brands like obviously they're not going to change their advertisements for each region that they're in but like even like these smaller shops they have white people advertised on them which is i i just think it's odd because like the majority of the population here is not white well and it is really interesting because you know um i guess drawing another parallel to the u.s we have so many different races in the u.s that we've come to a point now where we cater to all of them and we have a very diverse array of models, generally, generally speaking, we do. Um, but, you know, most of the companies and brands we're seeing here, if they're not, um, you know, U.S. brands, they're French brands. And France is predominantly white. However, France is becoming more diverse culturally, and they, they own so many non-white territories, mm-hmm. you know, such as Martinique, you would think they would cater more to those audiences as well knowing that you know that is that's a large market it's another completely different market you know external yeah market so it's it is interesting yeah like I mean it's just so interesting to see like because when we were at this is a little further back but when we were at like this grocery store I saw like an advertisement for like hair care stuff and there was a white woman on the hair care stuff when you go into the shop the only hair care stuff they have is for, like, black women. For natural hair. Yeah, for natural hair. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why on earth are there white women advertised when clearly there's not a market for that? Right. No, actually, um, I forgot to pack a hairbrush. And I've been doing fine, but I actually just today picked one up because it was the first time on this island and all the shopping we've done that I've actually been able to find a hairbrush. And there is a picture of a white woman on the on the ad for the hairbrush, which is interesting because it's not a hairbrush. I mean, it's a hairbrush that would be used definitely. I mean, you would be able to use this hairbrush if you had natural hair, but it was interesting that it has a white woman on it, but it's the only one of its kind <laughs> and it, it's definitely only for non-natural hair so it, it was interesting that they even they even had it I was not expecting to find one
All right, thank you once again for joining us on Caribbean Consumer Culture. It was such a joy to have you with us in this studio again. You're literally just sitting on my bed. That's so weird. <laughs> this is a professional studio. Don't listen to my. You're sitting on my bed, surrounded by empty Pringles cans. Don't let her fool you. It is called brain food. <laughs> brain food. I feel like we've been under a lot of pressure um, to be funny during our podcasts, and this one was kind of dry because um, Annika's just not funny anymore, and she's not, I don't know, she's not appealing, so we're not playing off of each other as well. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right, so next week, I will be coming on this podcast alone because my uh, teammate here will uh, no longer be with us in any sense of the word. Like, I'm... (laughs) That's a threat. That's a threat. Turn it off. All right. See you next week. I'm Annika. I'm scared.